This is Neve Bushnell, and this is the podcast version of the interview for Innovation Nation 2019. And today's interview is with Dr. Helen McBreen, who is our health tech advisor for Innovation Nation 2019. Helen, thank you so much for doing this and for being here. Thank you, Neve. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Good to participate. So first of all, I mean, you've done a lot of work with us in looking at the companies and during this podcast and this interview, we'll be talking about the headline companies uh, and the ecosystem and what's going on in the global world of health tech and where there's opportunities for Ireland in it. But starting off, uh, you are not, you are a doctor, but you're not a medical doctor, right? So give us a brief on your background and how you got into health tech and what you're doing in it. Sure, clarify my credentials. So I'm an engineer, actually, I'm an, an electronic engineer. I have a, a PhD in the area of speech technologies. Um, and over the last uh, several years, having worked as a programmer and as an engineer, um, and moving um, through my career, I've always worked for and with early stage companies and startups. Um, I'm now um, an investment director at Atlantic Bridge. Um, that's where a we're VC at. firm here in Dublin? Yeah, so we're the largest um, uh, uh, venture capital firm here in Ireland and we invest multi-stage from early stage through the University Bridge Fund, which, um, which I uh, look after right through to growth. Um, uh, we have uh, just under a billion um, of capital under management um, across those, um, those various stages and we can capitalise companies right from the beginning you know, through to their, their B, C, D and hopefully IPO rents as well. So um, we have a long heritage here at Atlantic Bridge in supporting Irish companies. Um, although we do invest in European and US companies, uh, we invest in, in a lot of Irish companies and our goal is to use our partners and our operating expertise to scale these companies out of Ireland. Um, they'll have substantial um, uh, facilities and, and, and functions here in Ireland and what we try to do is scale them across the Atlantic or to bridge them into China or bridge them to, to, to other jurisdictions, particularly where their customers are. So we find that Ireland is a great place to uh, establish their, um, a lot of their research and, and innovation technologies. But through the years here at Atlantic Bridge, you know, health has been something that we have invested in, um, either through pure technology companies that are applying IoT or sensor-based technologies to health, um, or now and more recently in the University Fund through you know, um, significant funding of medical device companies, of which we're seeing more and more of in the Irish uh, context. So um, I, some years ago, I ran, um, established a program while I um, um, was working at a, at a local accelerator called Future Health. And that, at the NDRC, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And that, it, was, it was there that I began to realise the benefits of you know, bringing multidisciplinary um, people together. So we brought clinicians, um, engineers, product designers. Um, we had a bunch of people from the NCAD participating in this program, and we created little mini companies and mini projects. Um, and a couple of those have come the whole way through now and have established their own businesses, um, and they've achieved funding. And it was that approach um, of bringing multidisciplinary people together um, to solve um, challenges and problems that we as, as, as people face all the time. Um, and I think Future Health and other programs like it have a really strong place in the market here um, and they're contributing really well to 
um, to, to the Irish startup system particularly. Okay, great. So you have an engineering background that is informing a lot of your work. You've worked on programs, you've driven programs for accelerators on health tech. You're now investing in health tech companies, among others. Uh, so, you, you know, you were the right person for us to come to when we were looking for the health tech advisor to, uh, to, to put the chapter on health tech together for Innovation Nation this year because health tech is such a big area for Ireland and, uh, and it's one that we really want to shine a light on. And as you and I have discussed before, it's not all perfect. There's lots of things that we could do better and there's lots of opportunities, but we certainly have a really strong foundation in health tech as a country. So let's start by one of the exercises as an advisor for the book was to look at all of the data that Tech Garden gave you on health tech. And as you know, there are about 240 companies, Irish, indigenous Irish companies that we're tracking at Tech Garden on health tech. And it was your unenviable task to kind of come up with about 10 of them that we would put in the book as headline companies who've been doing interesting things in the recent past and who, you're, who are kind of maybe on a watch list for you for 2019 and beyond. So talk us through some of those companies. Sure. I, I was definitely overwhelmed when you sent me the list. Um, but in one respect, because I've been investing in this sector over the last two and a half years, um, we've known that there's a really strong pipeline of opportunities you know, um, coming out of various places in the system. So in one respect, it was really good to see that there were so many companies on the list. And so many of them we know through various press releases that we've seen throughout the year have been doing really great things. And I think, you know, what I was trying to avoid was just to select the companies that have raised funding or um, have, 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 have continued on um, developing new products. I, yeah, I, also I mean, this to... isn't an Atlantic bridge. Thing. This is This is Helen. This is me. Dr. Helen <laughs> as an advisor looking at the whole yeah, landscape. Right? I wanted to kind of highlight some of the companies that I've been personally tracking and companies that caught my attention through the year. I may not know a whole pile about them just yet, but I'm excited to meet some of these companies into 2019. Um, and I'm sure that I will either through, you know, some of the conferences that I attend or, you know, th through the pipeline that I develop from a funding perspective as well. Um, so there's a good mix of companies, some that caught my attention. The first one um, is a company called Atlantic Therapeutics. So I've selected some later stage companies and some earlier stage companies. Atlantic uh, Therapeutics is, is based in my hometown in Galway um, and they have developed um, some really, really interesting medical devices um, for women's health. Um, and we have another company um, that, um, that we've, we've been looking at as well, um, that you, you, you and I have been looking at um, on this shortlist that is focusing both on, on, on women's health and also on, on infant health as well. Um, and this is an area in Ireland that um, I think that we have a real opportunity to be, be really, really strong at um, and, and use our expertise at the Infant Research Centre in, in, in Cork. Um, to, Which company? To, to, there's so many great companies. Which was the second one we were talking about? So the second company was a company called 4PML and they're doing, doing genetic um, testing um, for at, prenatal, at prenatal stage. So this is the application of big data and genetics and genomics to that earlier stage of life, which is you know really, really interesting. Um, and and they can, just came on your radar recently, They just came right? on my radar, yeah. And I think they're certainly a company um, 
based on um, some of the information that I've been researching about them that will no doubt go on to do some really great things in 2019. Um, So Atlantic Therapeutics is, uh, as I said, a later stage company and they did achieve um, and raised quite a significant amount of funding um, in in 2018 and they'll now use that funding to further drive their products um, into the market across um, across Europe and, and the US. Um, some other companies that um, caught my attention um, is a company called Origin Medical, mm-hmm. okay, and they were um, one of the companies, along with several other life science and health tech companies, um, that applied for the Disruptive Technologies Innovation Fund. Yeah, which is a new, um, a, a new kind of government-led uh, initiative uh, to support early-stage companies, and it's great to see that life science and health tech companies are um, are are playing really well in the, in that space and have been responded to really well in the DTIF applications. Yeah. So Origin is one of those, and they're um, tackling uh, atrial fibrillation, which is a huge big problem. Our hearts do, you know, they beat too fast and they do strange things, and this is basically trying to t- turn off or better manage an electrical signal to the heart um, and anything to do in cardiac care um, is going to grab the attention um, particularly to investors because there's just such a huge obvious market as we age um, that those numbers aren't getting any any bigger and anything or aren't getting any smaller but anything that we can do to reduce um, you know to improve heart health um, and to reduce uh, the need to go invasively into a heart is, is, is a really, really important thing. So we're tracking a lot of companies in, in heart health and cardiac yeah. care, care. Literally saving lives, this kinds of technology, right? Literally saving lives or improving the quality of life that people with, look at, as we age, we, you know, things start to, to work um, less optimally. And unfortunately, that can happen in the heart as well. And the muscles in the heart can get weak and so on. And it's important that we can try to find the best, um, less invasive ways of getting technologies that we know to work um, into certain areas of the heart. So it's really, really complex stuff and you need like really strong clinical people around them. Um, and another company in that space is an early stage company called Crevalve, which is a spin out from Trinity. Um, and we have a clinician-led, Martin Quinn is the clinician here, he has de- designed a particular um, valve therapy to help regurgitation of a certain valve. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's going to happen to, unfortunately, to you and I at some stage, Neve, right? That, you know, our hearts are going to get weaker. Absolutely. Um, some point, way in the future, way, of way, course. Way, way, in the future, right. this is going to happen. Um, and this particular technology, you know, is going to be minimally invasively inserted into the heart, uh, to cre- create better outcomes for people who, who will get these kind of leaky valves. Yeah. Um, so we have Crevalve is another c- cardiac... Um, another headline company. Another headline company for me, I think. They're so based in Dublin, are they, Crevalve? They're based in Dublin. They're um, Out of Trinity, as you say, Trinity, Trinity College. Yeah, yeah um, the founder, Lucy O'Keefe, um, is really strong um, industry... Um, ex- has very strong industry experience as well and come from Medtronic. So we're seeing a really good, back to that kind of concept of you know, a, a multidisciplinary approach to a team in healthcare. Really, really essential in my view to have that kind of balance of industry, you know, of have engineering, um, have clinical um, um, expertise and have that in the founding team uh, creates kind of something, something special, I think. Yeah, great. Any others that, I mean, they're all in the book. People can look at them in the book, but... Who, who else would you pick out if you had to, to kind of call out one or two others? So another company that I'll definitely give a shout out to is Neurointomedical. 
Um, Nurent are based, they're based in Galway, they came through the BioInnovate programme, um, which is a, a, a really special programme and we're seeing a really high quality of companies coming out of BioInnovate. Um, and again, this is clinically led, you know, um, needs driven approach to finding um, uh, problems and solutions as well. So um, the two founders of, of Neurent, um, Brian and David, uh, successfully achieved um, a really strong um, funding that they, that they got a funding round um, away in 2018 and brought together um, a fountain healthcare with Atlantic Bridge and several you know really really strong um, med tech angel investors and you know I'm personally thrilled to be involved with this company I know Atlantic Bridge are as well but the company has done something special in bringing that amount of capital um, together and I think it's really good to see that fountain have you know backed this company early because one of the challenges that we have in the Irish system uh, and indeed in, in, other, in, in other jurisdictions is that later stage investors want to see clinical data they want to see, you know, will this thing work in humans? Give us some signal, give me some kind of data that whatever mm -hmm. device that you have, have or whatever therapy that you have, have designed and invented, give me some information to say that this is going to work yeah. in human because we can do as much testing as we want in, 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 in animals or in simulated models but until you get it into human, that's really the trigger point to say, okay, that we're, we're beginning to de-risk here. Yeah, de-risk the investment. De-risk our investment for us before we invest, right. which is a natural yeah. inclination, yeah. but at the same time... Yeah, at the same time, you know, we, we, have, we, we have so many so many things in place in the Irish system that are creating new indigenous businesses, you know, all over the country. Um, but if these companies can't get funded... Um, it's really it's going to be very very difficult for them to actually you know move things along and get these 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 potentially um, great therapies and and devices into the market. So you know we need investors to take the bets um, and we need investors to partner um, to make sure that the capital amounts that are in place um, are you know and they can be milestones this money can be milestone on based on achievement you know and that can help de-risk things from an investor so you need kind of more capital going in earlier but syndicate the rounds as well and another headline company that's done that really well is Carrick Therapeutics um, they have you know clinical assets in the area of oncology um, you know really really exciting um, therapies coming out of Carrick and again what we see here is you know a really strong investment syndicate coming around that company supporting it um, um, and a really strong team again multidisciplinary that has a ton of industry expertise um, it's still really early these companies are still really early and just because they raise large amounts of funding doesn't mean that they're further along the, the road they still have a lot to do um, right. and a lot to prove that these things are going to work in our bodies um, but it's 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 important to get those kind of pieces right so that's why I call out Carrick that's why I call out Nourant um, in the hope that other investors will see these companies and say okay this is how we serve the medtech and therapeutics markets this is how we support them from a capital perspective 
Um, this is how we should get around them from a board perspective, how to help them get their clinical advisory boards together, right. industry advisory boards and so on. Uh, before we uh, turned on the podcast, when we were doing reviewing some of the companies, we were looking at some of the female founder companies out of the group of really strong health tech companies coming out of Ireland. There's probably a couple of names that we want to call out because there really is a good cluster of female founder companies. There, or you've mentioned yeah. some already. Yeah, there, there's, there, there's a lot. So we have you know, Elaine at Carrick, um, we have Lucy at, at Crevalve. Um, Nora at Noritas, of course. Uh, Leonora Pharmapod, yes. Arbel at Tickerfish, um, Kira at Beats Medical. Kira at, at Beats Medical. <laughs> there is. Um, we've got Anya at Cortex. So these Rosie are at uh, Coraflow. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There. There are. If you had asked me to do, you know, pick the top ten female founder <laughs> medtech companies, that would have still been. It would have been a, just as difficult. The pipeline was just as big, which is great. So what's that telling us? It's telling us that. Um, innovations, you know, in, in particular when we call out things like, you know, women's health and, and you know, and infant care um, and Kite Medical is actually another good example uh, where we're seeing solutions uh, for paediatric conditions. Um, so we're seeing that coming out of it, but we're also seeing, you know, a lot of academics, uh, a fem you know, female academics are bringing innovations out and, and women are taking risks coming out of industry now as well. Um, Lucia Krivov is a good example of that as well. You know, I've been in, in, in industry, I'm now coming out and right. I'm going to do that. Um, I think um, Leonora um, is, is a really, is a, again, another good example there. You know, yes, Leonora would say that she would um, be... Uh, could easily be a, a really strong pharmacist. And, Absolutely. You know, but, you know, people are scratching an itch and they want to, you know, create their own companies and, and, you know, have really strong indigenous businesses coming out of Ireland and they're willing to take that risk. And I think, you know, going back to a previous point as well, that we as investors um, should be doing what we can to support them through those, through, through those milestones as they, as they progress forward. So it's great to see those, that, that bunch of companies um, be funded. Yeah, it is. And, and it, this brings us, I guess, to the, to, to the next point I wanted to ask you, which is around the ecosystem. So we talk a lot about the Indigenous Irish companies themselves, who they are, what they've done in 2018, what we hope they're going to do, what we think they're going to do in 2019. But they come from a really strong and deep ecosystem here that has, you know, that's decades in the making. I mean, before we go into who the players in the ecosystem are, give us that backstory. Why is Ireland so strong in health tech? Uh, so look, I, I, I'll talk about, you know, where I grew up, okay, Galway. Um, this is a, a, whole, a whole, you know, community and, and, and county that is now steeped in medtech and has been heralded as, you know, Ireland's, you know, medtech hub. And so it should. It's incredible what's going on in Galway. If I were to set up a, a, a health tech or medtech business today myself, you know, as an entrepreneur, I couldn't think of anywhere better to be but in Galway. It's phenomenal what's going on there. I was, I spent, um, I spent last Monday there meeting a lot of early stage companies and some later stage companies as well. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of friends who work in the med tech, uh, the large med tech companies there, Boston Scientific and Medtronic. We've got a ton of research uh, institutes in the Galway area. Um, and I think that kind of has started things there. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, as a whole country, it's not just about Galway. We have tons of stuff going on across the whole system. We've got about 40-odd research centres. I would hazard a guess that about half of them are working in some way or other on, on health-related research projects. 
Um, so even though they might be a data analytics centre center like Insight or a nanomaterials centre like um, um, Amber at, at Trinity, um, and the, or a specific medtech research centre like Quorum, who, who has over 200 PhDs and, and postdocs in it, um, researching it. Um, we have the ingredients here now across the country um, to, to, to see that rising tide. So it may have started you know, from the FDI play coming in and the large companies coming Fine, in. Fine, direct investment, yeah. international companies building in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. and then you know, it, that, that kind of cluster happens, the willingness for people to, and, and the supports around people for, at that earlier stage, you know, investment programs, um, places for people to find co-founders like BioInnovate and, um, and the Health Innovation Hub. So there's a huge amount going on in, in, in all of the main centres anyway. Um, and then of course we have our own universities and institutes of technology, which are they themselves from a research perspective, when you think about the amount of research income that universities are bringing into their own institutions, about half of that, I, I believe, goes into research in the area of life sciences, be it you know, therapeutics and, and, and pharma, um, but also in medical devices and health tech. So all of these various aspects, starting with one, you have the many coming together and acting and operating like a cluster yeah. and, and operating you know, um, as, as partners within that. Um, and I think that's really, really important as we continue to go forward to ensure that that partnership mentality across the various um, um, bodies, be they you know, the, the multinationals, um, the, 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 the research institutes, you know, the startups themselves, but really importantly, and this is probably one of the biggest challenges we have, is the hospitals. Okay. okay. So we might talk about that in a second. Sure. Let's talk about that. Um, first of all, I don't know if I mentioned or you mentioned yet eHealth Ireland. You're on the board of eHealth Ireland, which is an initiative that was started by the HSE. Tell us a little bit more about that and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So eHealth Ireland was set up a number of years ago by the HSE. Uh, the CIO of the HSC is the CEO of eHealth Ireland, and this is a really important kind of early stage uh, body that you know has a goal in mind, which is to improve the quality of 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 healthcare for for us as citizens, not necessarily us as patients in hospitals. So, it's not about health for those who are sick. It's about health health improvements about that minding the health of us as citizens. So I was invited to go onto the board of eHealth Ireland some years ago and I was really excited about that, but it was only when I sat at the board with all the other people around it, it really dawned on me how complex this whole health innovation area is because we have so many things that we need to take care of. We need to, uh, primarily the patients, okay, or those that we're solving um, challenges for, even if you're not sick, you know, so how do we get really great technologies and inventions into our hands as citizens, but also into patients' hands. So we've got the clinicians involved, we've got regulatory people involved, we've got clinical trials people, we've got the researchers and academics themselves. So the board of eHealth Ireland is is really multifaceted in terms of the, 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 the types of expertise that's um, that's been um, has been brought to bear on this as, as a sector. So over over the next several, you know, into 2019 and into 2020, we'll see the benefits of eHealth Ireland, I think, tr you know, become available to, um, to, to the patients group. But, you know, the, the HSC is obviously um, a big, um, big supporter of, of, of UNIV and, and, and also um, of eHealth Ireland. And 
it's a challenge for the HSE to do everything that they need to do right for all of these different entities and these different bodies. They, the drive is there to do it. But we do unfortunately have a health system that is not operating optimally. Um, and we've got a lot of challenges today. You know, we could pick up the, the newspaper today and read about, you know, the overrun of the children's hospital. We could read about the nurses' strike. And these are, you know, really not good things that are happening in our health system. And we've got hundreds and hundreds of patients um, in hospitals around the country or at home around the country who are not getting the best care that we can give them. And that is, it's something that has to stop. And I think if we want to play internationally, we can talk about great companies and technologies and great people around them. But if we really seriously want to you know, become an international hub and be recognized as a world leader in, 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 in this space, we have got to really fix some of the terrible things that, you know, unfortunately continue to prevail in our in our national health system. Yeah, we've got to fix the infrastructure. And I think, you know, we talk about wanting Ireland to be world class in loads of different places. A lot of that is aspirational. When it comes to health and health tech and life sciences, we really have what it takes to be that if we can fix I mean, these aren't small problems. No. But we, we, we have the, the, the depth of expertise, we have the skill sets, we have the technology companies, so we can go there. So to, to, let's finish on that one. Um, so, you know, what is going on here that you want to see more of? Touch on more of the gaps if, if, if there's more thoughts there that you want to share. And then what's going on globally in health tech that you think is exciting for Ireland? Okay, um, so uh, like I've mentioned that you know the challenges in our infrastructure here from the from the the health service um, side of things, it, the importance of fixing most you know, from from an innovation perspective, the importance of fixing some of these things, some of these things means that we can get innovations into our system from a prototype perspective, and that's happening through the health innovation hub, um, um, but we can actually get them further than that and make them commercially viable um, um, to, to the market. So there's little point in inventing tons and tons and tons of stuff if the stuff that really, really works and solves a market need and people are willing to actually adopt it, if, the, if we can't get those technologies into those hands, into the right hands, you know, it, it seems a little wasteful in some respects. Now, right. I, I don't mean to be too critical about that because obviously having an innovation environment both in the clinical settings, in academic settings. Um, I judged the Young Scientist um, competition earlier on in this year and was blown away by some of the, the devices, the medical devices and, and innovations that I saw. Some of them were, you know, ahead of some of the things that I see at the third level area, which was, you know, it's, it's people can see the challenges in front of them. They can see how their family members or their carers or whatever it is aren't optimally yeah. um, equipped to solve things. So. I think one of the, 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 the biggest areas, it, it, it started to get me thinking about how we as individuals think about our own health and our own well-being. Um, we see a lot of this um, and innovations in the space in, 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 in the press, but the whole area of personalised health is one that is, for me, the most interesting um, and um, the, the, the most exciting from another perspective because we're just dealing with tons and tons of data and I guess the, the technologist in me likes that aspect of it. 
um, when I, um, I I wrote a blog some so, some time ago, some years ago, where I had to pick out you know five of the you know of the interesting health technologies, uh, technologies that would be applied to health, and one of those was personalized health. And and five years later, I'm still talking about it, and I'm still as as interested in it, and it's still as you know as optimistic about how personalized health um, can help us as individuals, can help our kids, can help our parents. Um, and and um, help us better uh, use technologies and data to predict things, to prevent things, and ultimately, as we're going to live longer, right? Because we're not going to get these terrible heart conditions for a long we're time. Right? Live so long. <laughs> so you know, until those things happen, we're going to live longer and be a lot healthier yeah. for a lot longer. But we will also have. A lot more control through the devices that we wear and be able to not just look at these devices that give us information and go mm, that's kind of noise I don't need to I don't need to worry about the fact that I haven't done those steps today or whatever into turning it into something really meaningful so it becomes a behavioral it influences a behavioral change in you as an individual and I think the more the power is there from the techn- from a technology perspective to do that um, and we can also drive a lot of this personalized um, approach to, you know, to, to pharma, you know, to big data, big big data as applied to drugs. And I think Novartis um, here in in Dublin have, I think, four or five hundred data scientists working in them. It's phenomenal. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So that's what I'm most excited about is that area of personalized medicine. Super, super. Helen, thank you so much for being here, for being the lead advisor for health tech for Innovation Nation 2019 and for a super conversation. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Neve. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of a series Tech Ireland has developed to accompany the launch of Innovation Nation 2019, our coffee table book and go-to guide to innovation in Ireland. To listen to other great discussions from this series about innovation-driven cities in Ireland and world-class companies here, go to the content section of techireland.org and select podcasts. You can also purchase a copy of the Innovation Nation book from our website under the heading 2019 in the main menu of techireland.org. Thank you.